to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh eh if you are obedient you are calling the bible ala ba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel before. And he has put all things under his side, under his side, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my spirit so this is this is for someone um and the word is it is something we talk about a lot but you are saved but you need to learn to be patient in the presence of god you are troubled about so many things and then the thing that matters the most you are leaving it out so you're not profiting as much as you can from your fellowship because i was going to be singing so i needed it very loud but <clears throat> i need to explain something yeah so there was a story of martha and mary and they were serving the lord jesus i mean jesus had gone into their house jesus had gone into their house and as as Jesus sat in the lounge he was ministering the word of god and discussing some things with them so one of the sisters decided to sit and listen to the word of god and the other one was preparing food the other one was doing diaconate work and the one who was doing diaconate work got touched and the problem was not necessarily that she was not happy with her sister who was just sitting and listening to the word of god one of her issues was that she was not happy that the the pastor the man of god was not chasing her so that she could help out but sometimes you need to know what matters to us at what time for now if i found people outside chilling or buying water i would be touched I know it sounds strange but you I don't remember when last you went out to buy water during an exam but I can tell you all the times you were writing an exam and you were thirsty 
Sometimes the flesh wants you to miss that one point. And I'm not stopping people from going out. <laughs> you know, that sometimes it's necessary. But I'm just saying, that sometimes you can manage. Now, there are people who you find that during service, they are wondering what time it's going to finish. But at school, they've never wondered how long the class is going to be or when they were going to knock off. They will just sit there, receive all the abuse from their boss, wait for 17 hours to have a good name, even wait for 1730. Then they leave. So you find that the profit they are making from their relationship with God is less. Because from God we profit differently depending on a number of factors. So when you come here, learn to sit. In fact, you should be thinking, why can't this go on up to 18 hours? <clears throat> That's how you should be. Now, I know it doesn't sound comfortable, but you need to train your mind to think like that. Just force things. I know it's not the most exciting thought, but force things. Because that's what makes you someone who profits from the word of God. Are you listening to me? So that's somebody's word. That's somebody's word. You know? I used to, I used to think... something else you know salvation is like driving a vehicle um, one of the theories I had was that driving a vehicle is a function of moving from point A to point B okay so I, I am simple in terms of material stuff I am not very I'm not into cars. When I when we got married, my wife told me, what car would you like to drive? I said, ah, this, this is the car, I think it's called the Wish. I just liked how long it was. Because for me, the purpose of a vehicle is to move you from point A to point B, right? And my wife said, no, what, what? So we got a different one. My, my brother is driving a better car than mine. Last week, I got it because I was going somewhere. So I said, it won't look nice. They need to. <laughs> <coughs> the, the people need to say, oh, yeah, the, the lawyer has arrived. <laughs> Let me tell you a mystery. There was a child who had a very bent mother bent, as in burnt. So he always wondered why my mother is so ugly. And sometimes he would feel shy in front of his friends. But the mother did not care. Then one day, the grandmother told him the story that when you were a baby, somebody attacked the house when your mother went out and it was on fire. So you were inside the house and you were burning. Then your mother rushed in. She escaped the fire brigade. She escaped the relatives and she went right where you were and picked you 
and she covered her with her, you with herself. And she rushed out. And the moment we picked her up, it was a hospital case. But you, you were perfect and fine because she covered you. The mother never told him that story. So, maybe that's why I'm not driving the best car. So, <laughs> it's a mystery. Because <laughs> some of you may be wondering. So, I just thought I, I speak in Proverbs. When you see big things happening, if you are wise, you ask what sacrifices are going in there. Zagros <laughs> Agide. Uh, so, I was driving it and I said, my goodness, this thing feels nice. <laughs> because there were amenities inside that were not in the other one, in the other car. And just the way it felt, you know, the way people looked at you. In the flesh, it felt nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then, Then it moved me from point A to point B as well. So then the Lord began to tell me that salvation is the same. There's salvation, it can move you from earth to heaven. So you've moved from point A to point B. But there are other people who have other access to other amenities within salvation. So our salvation stories can differ depending on what we decide to get out of our salvation. For some people, all they get out of their salvation is moving from point A to point B. As long as I go to heaven, I don't mind. That's what I want. I want to go to heaven. And they will go to heaven. The Bible tells us of a man named Lazarus. He was broke. He was so broke, his skin was broken with sores. And he used to beg from a worldly man. But he was a saved man. Abraham's child. And there was an assurance that he would go to heaven. And indeed, when he died, the Bible tells us, angels came to take him to Abraham's bosom. It doesn't get, it doesn't get more saved than that. Angels come to pick you up and they say, how are you, sir? It's your time to go and rest. And they take you to, to Abraham's bosom. Hmm. Meanwhile, Abraham was also a child of God. And when he died, he went further to establish a bosom in his name. So even in the afterlife, he was not broke. <laughs> a whole bosom, whatever that means, but it sounds nice. Because they were, they were eating and they were having a great time. God took him for a walk. As they were chatting, he said, look at the stars. And he says, I see them. Then he tells them, can you count these things? And he says, Lord, I can't. There are too many. And then he says, you have as many children as those. Wow. Wow. Then he says, let's walk again. They were chatting. He took him to the sea. He says, can you count the sand? Then he says, hmm, 
but loads. How can I count this? It says, good boy. You have as many children as the, as the sand of the shore. So, there are two kinds of Abraham's children. There are stars that people don't touch. They shine. But there are also children of Abraham who are sons of the seashore. Where people can trample on and have fun. They are all children of Abraham. That's why, you see me, I don't argue with people who believe that lack is a part of being saved. Because it helps them stay humble. The only thing I look for is, do they believe that Jesus is their Lord and Savior? Do they have faith in Jesus? Do they believe in keeping the word of God? Do they believe in the baptism? We agree on the fundamental doctrine, yes. Ah, leave them. Leave them. If you agree on those things, don't argue on prosperity, gospel. It's not necessary. It depends on your revelation. It depends on your revelation. You are all accepted in the beloved. At the end of the day, we'll go and... I don't know what they will do if they find themselves on the streets of gold. It's going to be very difficult for them. But we'll, even there, we'll have to tell them, and, ah, okay, see, it's heaven you are in. You're not in hell. Relax. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, I know you may be going through different things, but it's just important for you to know that in salvation, you can have different experiences depending on how the word of God is taught to you. So how the word of God is taught to you will also determine your salvation experience. Because when the word of God is being taught to you, it gives you a mindset. And that mindset determines the life that you're going to live. It determines the kind of life that you're going to live. So it matters how you are taught the word of God. That's why you need, when you come here, you sit, you listen. And this is why us who teach the gospel will be judged more strictly. Because when we teach you something, we give you a mindset, and that mindset determines how you relate with, our, with your salvation. So all of you who want to teach the word of God, just know we are going to be judged more strictly. I don't like that scripture very much, actually. Okay, now I like it, but it, it used to trouble me. Because it says, the ones who teach will be judged more strictly. And I used to ask God, what about the ones who listen? <laughs> Even then, we want to see like a judgment, but I think I'm getting, I'm getting to like it more. As I, I get more sure that I'm teaching the right stuff. Eh? Mm -hmm. So, the things you learn when you come to church... They determine your salvation experience. Whether your salvation will take you from point A to point B, and that's it. There was a time when, when my wife and I just, I think after a year after we bought the car, we were driving. And then she accidentally pressed something and it worked. Then we discovered, ah, that kachirimba thing is actually touch screen. We never knew for one year, we never knew that we can just click. We were looking at the buttons and clicking them around. And then God asked me a question. He said, so between you and the car, who has benefited from your discovery? So every time you learn something in Christ, it's not him who benefits, it's you. <laughs> it doesn't enhance what God has already given you when you discover. It enhances your life. The things you learn 
always enhance your life as a Christian. This is why you need to have appetite to learn. Because the more things you learn, the more buttons you learn in Christ, the better your, 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 you see, my wife was teaching last Sunday and she was saying that your participation in the faith may become more effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing in you in Christ Jesus. Then she brought examples. There are people wearing black and there are people wearing pink. So the good things are the pink things this side. So God has given you a good job. God has given you a good church. God has given you a, a good pastor. <laughs> God has given you prayerful friends. God has, God has blessed you. Then what Satan does, he also wants you to acknowledge a few things. Like you didn't clear a CA. And this is the third time. Your parents are telling you to stop, to, the, to stop going to that church because the pastor looks young and they don't trust young pastors. And then they are winning that battle. They are winning because it's now getting to you. And you've missed two Sundays. Then your boyfriend said, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I'm the one who needs to be worked on. You're a good person. You don't deserve a person like me. I just thought I'm toxic. So maybe we should go our separate ways. So now you're standing in between two things to acknowledge. And what begins to happen is whatever you begin to acknowledge becomes bigger. So, as long as Peter was acknowledging Jesus, he could walk on water. But the moment he changed what he was acknowledging, he couldn't stand on the water he was standing on. Now, that determined his participation in the faith. That determined his faith experience. Jesus was there. But if you don't look at him, you'll still be there, but you'll still sink. That's, that's Philemon verse, pastor, yes. I was so blessed by this when I was watching it. it. Changed my life. So, the thing that, the thing that he was focusing on determined his Christian experience. His experience with Jesus. Jesus remember when he was thinking Jesus didn't go to heaven. Jesus was still there watching him, waiting for him to be acknowledged. And Jesus was just looking at him. He's thinking. Then he said, Master, Master. Then Jesus said, Oh, they have acknowledged us now. Let's do something. So you can be Nayasu Christ much mm. And when you die, you will still go to heaven. Because what determines making it to heaven is salvation. But then in salvation, there are many arms, there are many amenities, there are many things we can enjoy. He said, I came that they might have life, John 10, 10, and have it more abundantly. Not life after death. Do you know, let me tell you, there's a mystery. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have. Many people read that scripture like this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him, after he dies, he shall not go to hell, but he shall go to heaven. That's not what that scripture says. 
That scripture says, whoever believes in him will not perish. People don't perish when they die. It's not every person who dies a physical death that has perished. There are people who walk and they are living and they have perished before they die a physical death. So they are perishing. They just now slide into hell. They were already living there. They were already candidates. So the because remember the, the uh, you know you know you need to be very careful what you are learning you need to be very careful what you are learning how do people we have these days. I'm wondering what kind of dimensions in Christ have they experienced? I saw Christians saying we are praying for him to fill up the stadium. And I'm checking. This is the same Christian I know. Sometimes the reason why secular people succeed is because you prayed for them. So you find the power that you are releasing in the word is working for him. Yet that power, when we say we want to buy a new keyboard, you don't release it here. shall you stand between two opinions? If God is God, let him be God. If Baal is God, then choose him. You need to pick a side. Pick a side. I encourage okay, let me, I will lose my way if I go this side. If I take this route. I'm wondering, what's this? Maybe I'm judgmental, which I am, but <laughs> I just think people should decide where they belong. Who do you want to confuse? Because the Bible says in Revelation 3, I wish that you were cold or hot, but you are lukewarm. You can't do one leg in the water, the other one in the fire. <laughs> Who are you confusing, God or the devil? did you learn? What, what empowers you to do that? That's my question. So you need to choose where you belong. So what we are going to start learning, in fact, uh, before we finish the weapons of our warfare, I, I, I was hoping we would finish it. Because June has got its own. There are some exciting things. There are some exciting things the Lord wants us to begin looking at. There are some other amenities within salvation. Some other economies that the Lord wants us to have access to in salvation. So that our salvation is not just an issue of moving from point A to point B. But then by the time we are reaching point B, you know, some of you are rushing to go to heaven. Relax. Do you know God made you to stay on earth? Look at you, you are made of dust. What are you doing in heaven? Do you know that even people who are in heaven want their bodies? Why did Jesus leave his body when he died? 
He picked it up. He went there, picked the body. And the body said, ah, thank you, I thought you would leave me. <laughs> then they went together. And they said, he's a ghost. Then he said, children, have you any fish? And he ate. If so the point I make is Jesus huh? we have a human being in the Godhead today a human being in the Godhead He's a human being. Yes. You can have a chat. You're walking like this. You're talking. You, you prepare food for him. He eats. I'm to soup not for. Yes, Christ. Can we quit? Like any. You have a God who is a human being. He didn't leave his body down here. He went and picked it. Then you want to say, I just want to die. What are you dying? Die what? You die for fear. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing that God did to give us bodies. And the fact that we are made from earth tells us, as we are not made for heaven, you, did you know that dying and going to heaven was an error? It was not God's will for us. God said, I'm sending you down to tend to my things. What are you doing here? So some of, some of the people when they reach in heaven, God is like, hey, oh, Africa, we're for ancient. You circle that thing here by faith. Why do you want to go there and circle it there? So stay healthy. Take care of your bodies. Eh? Eat properly. Not even so much jiggies we want. And to glucose to a more speed. Eat. Tell a sister, eat. And if your appetite is attacked, you stand like a warfare. And sometimes you drag your body to eat. You drag it. It. You need this dust. All food is dust. But you are made of dust. So dust sustains dust. What made you sustains you. So you eat. Eat. And some of you need to be close every doctor's ear. You need to be on, on food which just makes you gain. Some of you just need to be on that food. Just eat. You can open their ears. Yeah, so eat properly. You can open their ears. So eat properly. Eat a balanced and that. But you know, I don't trust these doctors. I remember this one time I went with my wife to a certain place. Because her relative is there. So, I think it was Antinental. So, we sat there. Then there was a person who came. You know these community people, the community, what do we call them? So, she was telling us, she looked at vegetables. So, now she was pointing at vegetables. 
mfuni kama wajako na tumasnaki so that mwankala health and i'm thinking okay <laughs> and i told my wife look i'm not coming back here i don't want to be health whatever that is <laughs> I ain't coming back here. You are not coming back here. Me and my child, we are not else. We, we're going. Please thank your relative most profusely. You can come back when you want, but for me and my child, no. <laughs> okay. So you need your body. So what are you rushing for going to heaven? You need, by the time you are going there, they are clapping. They say, ha, ah, the people who tend the Kalusaka upside down, the angels are on standby when you're entering there. They are not moving. No, I will tell you this is possible. Let me, let me tell you. One time an angel appeared to me, a very glorious angel. And he says, um, let me not say he, because I don't know what that was. So, but that was an angel. He says, come out. And I'm, I, I pushed the door. I closed it in my bedroom. I said, please just talk to me from there. Come out. I want to talk to you. I laughed. I said, no, I can hear you. Just talk to me, sir. So when, when, when the vision disappeared, I opened the door and went outside to just check. <laughs> then when I was about to enter, I found him. <laughs> I said, eh, yeah, how are you? <laughs> and that being was so tall, he would reach like that ceiling. So huge and so powerful. And then when that being looked at me, said, what? It's just you. So it's like he couldn't believe how much they, it's like when he was being sent, the, the God was saying, you are going to meet a real man. I disappointed God. <laughs> I disappointed. The angel was so unimpressed. He said, ha. and he said, the father loves you. It's like there was certain respect we have in heaven. So when, then he told me his message and things like that. So when he left, now I said, yeah, the father loves me. <laughs> I get back my apostolic dimension now. <clears throat> so I can just imagine if we do the right things and we are entering. Eh? We are entering, they are telling us, no, come, please. You are welcome. When you're going up there, you should have done something. Not just coming here wanting to knock off fast. They're disappointing. You need to colonize corporate, the corporate world with your money. Colonize it. What I mean by colonize it? Colonize it. When you do, they say, okay, we are increasing your salary. Don't leave. 
Then you say, eh, no, that's not what I want. I just want prayers every morning. And don't be afraid to be awkward. You can't be a normal Christian and not be awkward in this secular world. You can't. You will conform. You'll be normal and professional. But you can't afford that. You'll be hiding. You'll be hiding. You need to be that person who says, hey, can we just do a quick prayer before we start? And you behave like it's normal. Everyone does these things. You just in your heart, you are like, <laughs> but you pray, you pray, you pray, and then you say, thank you, we can proceed. <clears throat> so yeah, what are the statistics? Like nothing happened. You've seen that meme where there's this woman who goes to buy Shima at Matebeto. She's wearing nice goggles. She's got hair. You know, she's just looking like a serious slay queen. You know those short stories? And then there's a shima here. Then she's eating. With nails, she's even doing like this. You know when ladies have nails and they're eating? I've seen my wife eat with nails. You don't do this. They do like, they look so funny. Now I'm just thinking, how does a shima feel when you are doing it like this? Someone said that the way people pick salt, imagine how the salt feels when you do this thing. So that woman, after she eats a big shima, huh? a big shima after she eats it, then she now wears her, she gets back into her stake in dimensions. She goes back into her range and they take a picture and they put that like nothing happened. <laughs> So even you, you pray, you share the scripture, then you see it like nothing happened. That's the point I make. Now, listen to me. When Jesus was about to go to the cross, there's something very interesting that happened that I want you to look at. In the book of Luke, let's look at it from the book of Luke. Starts rap career. You know, this is one of those very, very controversial scriptures. Very controversial scriptures. I've told you about some controversial scriptures that I've seen in the Bible. This is one of them. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. And the Bible reads, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. This is, this is a very strange scripture. Give it to me in the Passion Translation. Peter, my dear friend, listen to what I'm about to tell, tell you. Now, it's better if you hear that he has asked. Now, this one says he has obtained. <clears throat> Satan has obtained permission to come for you. Let me add what Jesus did not add there. We didn't deny him. <laughs> we didn't deny him the permission. It's not the first time it's happening in the Bible. Huh? 
Do you remember Job? Satan attended the board meeting and he had a proposal and there was a board resolution passed to grant him permission <laughs> to go and deal with Job. Except those, the, there was a further proposal that he shouldn't kill him, but he can do it. He said, but if I don't kill him, it's not going to be painful. He says, oh, can I kill something? They said, okay, anything else? Um, and then he said, okay, but you need to remove the protection. Oh, and the angel removed. So <laughs> Permission was granted. Then he came. It's not the first time. There was another scripture where the angels sat down. God wanted to kill Ahab, right? Remember? And then he says, how are we going to, to do it? Because the reason why it was difficult is because God had anointed Ahab as king. So to deal with an anointed person, even God finds it tricky. It's not even God. Because he's the one who put the anointing there. Do you remember when Aaron and Miriam spoke against Moses? When God was angry, only Miriam found herself in trouble. So careful when you're dealing with men of God, you're about to do something illegal together. <laughs> they may go scot-free. Do you remember the prophet? Do you remember the old prophet who lied to the man of God? He said, ah, even me, God appeared to me and he said, you can do this. And God told him, God told that young man of God, he said, do not use the same way and don't eat. Then the old prophet says, no, God, an angel appeared to him, he lied. An angel appeared to me and told me that you should eat and use the same rod. Ah, okay, okay. The man of God, the young man of God ate. He ate himself to death. When the lion killed, when the lion killed the young prophet, it's the old prophet who did the funeral procession. He's the one who organizes the funeral and cried the most. So careful. For Moses, it seems God had to teach him how to die. <laughs> you know the anointing. There's an anointing on your life. I said there's an anointing on your life. God tells him, okay, because his eyes were strong, his body was strong, and he was over 100 years. And then God, he says, okay, now how do I die? God says, um, I think Christ, he reaches there, I'm sure, then he says, uh, what do I do? Lie down. <laughs> uh, close your eyes. <laughs> so careful, someone say careful. So, he says, it's very difficult to deal with Ahab because I anointed him. So I can't touch him, I can't kill him. So I need a way to get him to die. I want him to die before his time. So I need to get him to die because I don't like him. That's what God said. And the Bible says there was confusion in heaven. This one was saying this because all the angels, they don't know the dirty ways to do things. They don't know. And what the Bible says, a spirit appeared. <laughs> The, the, the Bible doesn't tell us, but we know the spirit that likes showing up and invited to board meetings. Then the, the angel, that's, he was listening to what the angel was saying. He said, you're too holy. says, God, don't trouble yourself. I have, you know me. 
I can do this job for you. And he says, what are you going to do? He says, I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets. God said, <laughs> Do you remember in the New Testament that the Bible says Paul asked three times because there was a messenger of Satan who was sent by God to afflict him. Why wasn't an angel sent? They can't afflict. <laughs> so I'm just telling you that the, there are controversial portions in the Bible. Okay? This is one of them. Satan has obtained permission. Did you deny him? Ah, I forgot. <laughs> okay, he doesn't forget. He says, no, we didn't. It's not the first time. You know the history books, the Jewish history books have it that before Abraham sacrificed Isaac, Satan went and started that project. He says, you have favored this guy a lot. You need to try him. It's just what they have in their history books. And then God said, okay, go ahead. I mean, let's, let's, let's try to see his faith. Most of the things you are going through are trials. Satan is part of them. It's not every trial that you are going through where Satan is a part of that. He obtained permission from heaven or from anywhere. No. Some are attacks. They are just attacks because he doesn't need permission. He's a thief. Thieves don't need permission. They just come for you. But then when you emerge stronger, God calls it, uh, it was a trial. Your faith has become better. There was one time in the Bible when the Bible says Jesus was dragged into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Why? The Holy Spirit doesn't have it in him to tempt. So he has to present him to the tempter. Mm. And then they started watching. <laughs> to see what Jesus would do. That temptation was so bad that when Jesus came back, he now started teaching that when you pray, please ask it. Don't lead us into temptation. Just ask. Ask. When you're praying, don't. He finished the prayer. Uh -uh, I one more part. <laughs> he didn't enjoy it. Trials are hard. But 2 Corinthians 2.14 tells us, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. I don't know what you may be going through, but I want you to know that you will come out strong. Now, some of you may be thinking, this problem I have, is it God who's, who allowed Satan? It doesn't matter whether it's that or not. You are having the problem. <laughs> so if you know that it was God who permitted it, then what? What you need to learn is to fight. What you need to learn is to fight. Because whether it was God who was behind or whether it was just an attack, you will still need this thing. He says he has obtained faith. He has obtained permission to come for you. And then he says, but I have prayed for you. He didn't say that you may have power and angels and fire. He says that your faith should not fail. Why did he pray for his faith to not fail? There is a faith that Listen, there's a faith that keeps you in trouble. There's a faith that takes you out of trouble, but there's a faith that keeps you. Many of you know the one for taking out. But there's a scripture I read last time which says that, though I walk through 
the valley of the shadow. Why are you walking there? Why not just come out? I'm sure he tried by all means to come out. <laughs> he wasn't coming out. So he just changed his prayer. He said, I will not fear because you are with me. The other time, there was a guy who was thrown in the lion's den. God did not remove him. Instead, God was with him. <laughs> there is faith to keep. There is faith to preserve. Faith is like oxygen when you are underwater. You are not supposed to be alive. But you are not coming out. But then you found an oxygen mask. You found an oxygen tank and it's keeping you there. Until you are taken out, you have to breathe. You will feel like your skin is beginning to waste. You will feel like you are getting tired, your head is aching. But you are alive. Where many would have died, you are alive. There's a faith that keeps. And you need that faith for some of the phases some of you will go through. If you don't learn this, your salvation experience will be, Lord, why me? And the moment you say, why me? You're actually meaning, why not the other person? That, that why me cry is born out of selfishness because you're saying, others don't even go through it. What you're saying is, Lord, remove me. Let others also just taste even a cup and ticking of what I'm going through. Just like a little bit. Then you now start going for people in the world. They don't go through what I'm going through. They don't even tithe them. But they are prosperous. Who told you that's prosperity? What's your definition of prosperity? <laughs> uh, I was telling someone yesterday. We were somewhere at a restaurant. Then I was saying, you see those people? There were people who were looking very rich. I said, if you see, you see those people, yes. You know, they don't have some of this trouble you have. <laughs> yes. I said, I'll tell you why. They're on Satan's team. You don't attack your homeboys. So the ones you are envying, <laughs> the ones you are envying, you want to be like them. You have to join that team. Since you can't defeat them, join them. But I told you that proverb is wrong. Since if you can't defeat them, Arrange for them to be defeated. There's always a way. So the people you are envying, they are father. It's just once in a while they are kicked because you know he's a bad person. But there's no need because they've not waged war against. Let me tell you something. The moment you gave your life to Christ, you said war against the kingdom of darkness. It's like being born. You are born a Kaira. If you are born in my family, you are a Kaira. You think you are going to be a Chivesa? You can't. <clears throat> you don't have to choose a name. We already arranged for it. So when the moment you are born again, you are an enemy by birth. And that, that enmity, or like if I say it as a Zambian, that enmity was prophesied by God in Genesis 3. Because he said to the serpent, her seed shall crush your head. Her seed meaning the seed of the woman. And if we are children of the seed of the woman, it means we are under the lineage of that prophecy. Now, every time that Satan sees us who are saved, he sees a cheap person who's going to crush his head. So he'll go for you. Before you crush him, he will crush you first. Mm -hmm. Because you are already 
in that lineage. This is why you don't have to do anything to be attacked. Say, so why did I do to deserve this? <laughs> you don't have to do anything. I'm born again, you even announced. Ah, then the demons here say, anyway, confusion, why now? Let's do this. Wait. He gets discouraged first. So what we are going to do is let's just wait for him. Then it will happen that there will be a gig somewhere in a stadium. And uh, you're even a deacon. We've been pushing. The demons have been arranged. And then, like posting aloud. So after now, things happen. You are so discouraged. Then your good family friends come to you and they say, let's just go and have a nice time. Let's just go and have a nice time. You're just going to sit. You're not going to be drinking. We know you are holy. Okay, fine. Let's go. Kai, the pastor shouted at you. The deacons don't appreciate what you do in the church. So, it's just to go. So, you go. It's not like you even drink or smoke. You're even uncomfortable. It's not like you are happy being there. You, you even know, okay, if, they, if being in the wrong place was a person, even, you know. Then someone would just take a photo. You remember it was arranged by demons. You go out even and then you, they post you. It was like a video. You were there, and then you were laughing with your friend when they took. So it looks like you were enjoying. Then they now show the crowd and the person who is ministering at that gig. Now, you, you try to hide. I know there are those people who don't care. They're just like, no, you know, we're fellow Zambians. You, the church you go to, they teach something different. <laughs> so now they post you and they say, if the leaders. Now, 5,000 views. How do you now start explaining yourself to each one of those views that I wasn't even happy? <laughs> It's not like I really wanted to go there. When you are in trouble, be very careful the decisions you make. You may pay for them. You may pay for them. You need to be patient. The Bible says patient in tribulation. Patient in tribulation. You need to be patient. You are not the first man alive to go through a bad phase in life. Did they ever bring you the Guinness Book of World Records certificate? Your enmity has been anointed by God. 
God anointed it, he said, this one. It will go on for you. So you will be enemies with the devil. Whether he does you a favor, <coughs> just know, Romans have come bearing gifts. Whether you attack him, you are still enemies. Whether you defeat him, you are still enemies. Whether you're just minding your own business, you have not prayed for anyone to manifest, you have not done witchcraft, you are just sitting in your home, enemy. <clears throat> Satan has obtained permission to sift you as wheat. Now, why didn't he say, I've, I've prayed for you that you may have fire? But he says, I've prayed for you that you may have faith. This is important. Why faith? You see, Satan is a being of the flesh. Do you know the flesh is very spiritual? The idea of the flesh, not in terms of zombie, but in terms of a carnal mind. Because the Bible says a carnal mind is enmity with God. He says, being carnally minded is death, Romans 8. It's enmity with God. Now, the idea of making enemies with God cannot come from the flesh in terms of flesh and blood. That idea comes from Satan. Because he said, I will exalt my throne above all thrones. And I will be like the most high. Isaiah, 15, Isaiah 14. He said, I will walk among the fiery stones. I will exalt my throne above all the stars. And I will be like the most high. The moment you start saying, I, 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 selfishness. In number, in a, you are so aware of how you are. Your short temper just know you are satanic. <laughs> yeah, that idea is satanic. Give me Isaiah 14. I want, I'm teaching you something on the flesh, huh? how it was born. That idea is demonic. People were so conscious of themselves. Let me tell you how I am, me, myself, and I. Let me tell you. I don't like fake people. How do fake people look like? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. This is Lucifer. I will ascend into heaven. That means he was somewhere down here. His assignment had to do with, now we are getting into demonology, but when we get into it, I'll be giving you snippets until the Lord releases me. I will ascend into heaven. He says, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. The angels are also called stars. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. In other words, God, this is what we call the council. God sits in his council, meaning he will sit there as the main man. That's what he was meaning there. Uh, on the farthest side of the north, that means north up, I will sit where God sits. In the farthest, in Ephesians 4, the Bible says, he ascended to the highest heavens. That means heaven is in dimension. A few weeks ago, the Lord took me was about to take me to the third heavens. Okay? We were in the second heaven. I'll tell you that story. So, there's a, he says, I will ascend above the height of the clouds. I will be like the most, now, in the Hebrew, 
There is no word like. The word like is not there. So when they are translating into English, they use it so that they can fit context. So what he says in actual sense is, I will be the most high. Now let's just go back a little. Let me show you something. For you have said in your heart, I was I will exert myself. I will say, I, me, I. So the moment that the I, you are so conscious of yourself, that idea of making enemies with God. The Bible says the flesh, the carnal mind is enmity with a God. It is resistant to the law of God. So it can't come from a human being. The Bible says through the offense, Romans chapter 5 verse 12, through the offense of one man, sin entered the world. So when sin entered, sin is the software that makes you satanic. Because it comes from him. The idea of sin never existed. The Bible says you were perfect from the day of your creation until sin was found in you. Sin was discovered for the first time when Satan sinned. So what Satan did when Abraham, uh, when Adam fell, is he imparted sin in him. There was an impartation of sin that happened in that moment. And that sin is what we are calling the flesh. And the flesh is in two dimensions. There is a human nature. And then there is a sinful nature. It's also called the flesh. Because Jesus came in the flesh, but he was not sinful. But when I say the flesh, that's what I mean. The human nature without God is the flesh. The way we think naturally, God this can't happen normally. Uh, it's over for me. It's, you are in the flesh. It was, it's natural for people to think impossibility. Before it was not like that. Adam never thought impossibility. But after the fall, he was reduced to think impossibility. Without temptation from the evil one, you can think impossibility because it's part of human nature without God. It's called the flesh. So the idea of the flesh is spiritual. It came from Satan. It was not God's perfect will. You see, Adam was a superhuman. He was not a normal human being. He was not a normal, Adam, no. He was not a normal human being the way you see him. On earth, if an angel appeared against Adam, Adam would beat the angel. Because he was, in this jurisdiction, he was God. He was a master. He knew how to give life to things around him. He knew how to take care of everything and he would have ideas. He, he had the wisdom to name things correct with God's design. That's a God among men, if they were men. He's a God. But then he became a normal human being. <laughs> and then his sons began to write all these songs. But thank God when Jesus came. I don't know which song you thought about. But you've listened to it. I don't even know it. So, but when Jesus came, the Bible tells us in the book of, uh, this is beautiful. It says the first Adam was, the first Adam was a living being. The second one was a life-giving spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. So are all those who are after the image of the one who is a man from heaven. You are not just a normal human being. You are after Christ. So the idea of the flesh comes from the spirit. And Satan is a flesh spirit. That's what I'm trying to bring you to. 
Satan is a flesh spirit. This is why when Satan comes to have a conversation with you, there are things he focuses on. He focuses on things of the flesh, for example. So the way they talk to you, how do you feel? It's things of the flesh. Now, you, you prayed as well. How come the other one got the answer? You didn't. How do you feel? Because he's, he's, a, he's a being of the flesh. So when he's coming for you, he comes with the flesh. He's a flesh spirit. So he appears to Jesus and what he tells him is, if you are the son of God, why don't you command these stones to take? Why? Because he noticed that Jesus is hungry. So he's focusing on the flesh. How do you feel in the stomach? He waited for that moment when the stomach was doing grrr. Because the Bible, and you know, Satan is very clever. The Bible says after Jesus had fasted 40 days, the tempter came. He didn't come on the first day. I'm sure Jesus, Jesus was told by the Holy Spirit, the tempter will come. I've left you here. Don't go until the temptations. Umvela, yes, sir. And Jesus was there saying, okay. <sighs> Day one, finished. No appearance. Day two, finished. The demons asking Satan, Satan was even looking at his watch. He knows. He has to wait for you to His temptation just doesn't come anyhow. He's not stupid, the devil. Scripture. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the, the spirit led him for what people says to be tempted. Let's go. One, two, three, go. Good. Next verse. So the tempter, 40 days, we can now talk. He's in need. He's in need. Also, the thing is, when you have fasted, you are at the peak of spiritual power. But at the same time, that fasting brings out your hungers. Not just physical food. I told you last time that one of the least levels of hunger that you can see after you fasted is physical food. There are some people who sin more when they are fasting. And they wonder, but I'm fasting. Why is this? Why am I having desires to, to smoke? Why am I having a strange desire to just go there? Just go my eggs. Because every hunger that is in you comes out when you're fasting. One of the reasons is because the fasting purifies. So God wants to rid you of things that matter. So one of the things that matter to Jesus, if some of you would have been seen, Jesus didn't have seen. So the normal fleshly desires that Jesus has, like hunger for food. Satan said, ah, don't worry, it doesn't have to be a sinner, that's sufficient. I've done this before with Adam. Was Adam a sinner? No, hey, but I made him eat. I just have to tempt him correctly. Just when I press the correct buttons, he will submit. Jesus, how are you doing? So he didn't come, no. 
It was probably just a human being who came. What are you doing? You know, I was just passing. Then Jesus began to preach to him and he was uninterested. So you, from the way you are talking, you are the son of God. Why don't you, I'm dying, I'm an old man. Why don't you tend? He says, no, I can't. Why? Ah, I don't want. No, okay, okay, for me. Don't worry, this is fiction. Okay, I'll feel your taste buds. And the way the old man, oh, ah, you, if you are the son of God, why don't you turn these stones into bread? You are dying. Look at you. Look, look. Why don't you? Then Jesus realized, ah, get behind me, Satan. You, I say, Anyway, get out. Caught him. No, tell me, most of you, had you known that it was Satan who was talking to you, who came and said, uh, <laughs> And then why? Why don't you ask, is it wrong to pray for long hours? Why do you ask very stupid questions sometimes like, is it okay to just kiss? You're not married. What do you want? You same one after you get married, we tell you kiss your wife. You're saying, I was kissing back. No, you will be kissing everywhere. Everywhere we find you. Kiss. You kiss. We find kiss. Many of these people who like kissing during relationships in the marriages. How it has to quiz. Kiss. Can you? to kiss. You wanted to kiss her before you got married. Now, you, today you are conscious that she has not brushed. You will. The devil is a liar. You kiss. I'll be there to make sure. So he's right there. Just mark your boyfriends, the ones who want to kiss you. Say, you, the way you are behaving, you see. And if he doesn't do it when you are married, it was the devil who was moving him. He came for his flesh. How are you feeling? <laughs> you, instead of, you don't stretch out your hands to pray for the sick, you want to stretch forth your lips now. I'm in the right church preaching the right stuff. You will not kiss before you are married. You will not do it. Every desire to kiss, we quench it. You, you have swallowed your pride before. Even your kiss, you swallow it. Ah, I feel like. <laughs> okay. Okay, so he's a flesh devil. He's a flesh devil. I was talking about, how did I get here? Yeah. 
So he's a, he's a flesh devil. He's a flesh devil. So, listen. listen. Ah, you know, people, let me, let me deal with this thing. Let me handle this issue once and for all. You have even agreed between the two of you. That uh, the only thing I'll be doing is kissing. Human beings are progressive. Today is touching your hair, tomorrow it will be your shoulder. It's, the song says head and shoulders, knees and toes. Human beings are naturally progressive. Then iPhone 14 Pro Max. People like to graduate. So the moment you allow him to just touch your ear, just know. He wants to move to the next level of glory. So if today you kiss, it will feel nice. The next time you want, stretch forth your hands. We, we don't kiss in relationships. We don't do that here. What if he wants? It means he's not the one. Or she, she is not the one. Because there are some to my women, they need help. And all the brothers said, Someone said, no, my boyfriend told me he can't manage. It means he can't manage to be with you. So the moment your boyfriend tells you he can't manage to not have sex or to kiss in the relationship, it means he's been sleeping with other women. Or it means she has, because how, you are not the first one to be dated. It means if you backdate, the people that were dated, they slept them. So just know that I'm going to be a statistic. I will repeat this. Some of you, the only thing, the only guarantee you have that he will marry you, it's the sex. Oh, deny him. Because the moment there's, he has no obligations. He is done with you or she's done with you. So the only thing you have against him, that's sex. The first thing the Bible says is that love is. That's the first thing the Bible says to discuss love. Seven years. You two years. Relax. So he's a flesh devil. He's a flesh devil. So he goes for the things that you desire. Sometimes what that fast does, it brings out hungers. One of the hungers that Jesus had was to rule the world and bring righteousness. So he goes to him and says, I'll give you the whole world. Just worship me. And he's not asking for, like, there, no one is here. So I'm not asking for a public worship session just between you and I. And then he says, you, you don't have power over the world. He says, come, let me take you on a journey. And they time travel to Adam. So one more Adam. Eh, 
You see what happened? I got all the power, right? So all these kingdoms are under me. I can show you that's my guy, that's my boy, those are my servants. And me, I'm not interested in these things. You, do you know your, you've seen your, your destiny is to die. Do you want to die a gruesome death? Jesus is like, He's a flesh devil. So he's looking for what you are thinking of yourself. What you are thinking of. That's why he thrives. You know, bacteria, germs, pathogens, they, they have environments in which they thrive. They need a certain environment to grow. Even sin, there's an environment it needs to. There are people you need in order to sin with. Say, you go to church, they don't care. They say, oh, it's good, everyone goes to church there. But we need to do this thing. Because how are you going to eat? There's an environment. And some people carry an environment. It's a flesh devil. Some people, they, they've never felt forgiven. I know I confessed my sins. I asked God, I asked God, I said, what I did, you don't understand. You don't understand. Oh. <laughs> I know I told him, I stole three times. It was really seven. So maybe God has given, forgiven me three hours. I just feel like I'm a hypocrite every time I'm there. So, you see, if every time you ask for forgiveness, you have to recount all the... If you went to Jesus, some of you, the sins you participated in, we may not, we may use, need a calculator. So, when... <laughs> When you, because we, you start from when you are a child, you beat your mother with your teeth. So now up to today, when you are 30, when you give your life to Christ, start counting your sins. Lord, forgive me for I did this. Lord, forgive me I did this. You can't, so you won't manage. So how you give your, how God cleans your sin. He said, Lord, I receive you as my Lord and said, even if you do it again, you may not even have to recount it. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. He knows. And it's erased. Now some of you afterwards, you still, you are still, because an angel did not appear and say, you are forgiven. <laughs> Never sin again. You're now thinking, okay, I cheated, exe. Can God forgive me? And I lied to the... Ah, I lied. I lied. And she believed me. She even bought me food. Ah, this one they don't forgive. I don't think God forgave me this one. 
Why? So you don't feel forgiven. Who is your sister? Your brother is your sister. I stopped to see her. She has to come and talk to me. Do you know that I love you so much? Yeah, you see? That's why I don't come in the crowd because I start seeing things about people. <laughs> I start seeing things. Okay, let me avoid. When you now finish the first part of the sins that happened in 209, you have not come to. So you have to now go in the second day. So the moment you ask God for forgiveness, he has forgiven you. Move on. You, you can't manage. But then the problem, where Satan thrives, is because you want to feel forgiven. It's not a feeling. It's a faith issue. I receive forgiveness. But because he's a flesh devil, he will come for, and then he'll make the, he'll paint the pictures brighter. What you did with a married man, your abortions. He will come with a very vivid picture. He said, hey, the destiny that child would have had. Okay. Aye, aye, you are going to hell. <laughs> no, but I confessed. I know, but you are still feeling bad. You can't manage. Just let it go. I receive it by faith. Now, listen, this is what I want to tell you. Eh? When you begin walking by faith, you are moving out of the flesh. It could be a sickness. You are not feeling well. It's not looking correct. The thoughts are not good. As long as you are there, you are drenched in satanic systems. You are in the economy of the flesh. Now, since Satan is a flesh spirit, if you move him out of the flesh and you come into confessing the things which are not as though they are, he gets confused because in that dimension, he doesn't exist there. Let me say that again. The dimension of faith speaks of things which are not, which are not amenable to the senses. That's why the Bible says, faith is the substance of things hopeful. The, the Amplified says, Making real what is not amenable to the senses. Paraphrased. That's what it says. So the moment you are out of the senses, it means you have left the league of Satan. You have left him there. And him, he doesn't understand the idea of speaking things that are not as though they are. Talking and walking things that are, that are not felt. That you are not thinking. That's why I tell you, some of you, you are broke at mental level. At mental level, you've never thought, one day I'll just build the whole church alone. At mental level, you are broke. I'm just asking you, mental level, just what's going on in your mind? You are too conscious about where you are. I'm just a student. That, you are too much there. I'm just an intern. You are too much there. That's why you are dwelling. So you are well, Satan is aware of those things. He, does, he knows it. But what you need to do, you need to move out of that league. The league of the senses, the league of the reality of the things that are happening. And you come to what God said. You shift from what is happening, what the doctor has said, what your lecturer has said, what your family is going through, your account balance, your TXN. Someone said, someone put a very happy uh, a very happy meme and they said when you thought you had 21.07 kwacha but you actually have 54.02 kwacha in your Airtel money account <laughs> so you move away from your account and everything everything from what they said from how it felt those things will not leave you because they are facts 
but you move yourself from there and you come to this part where it's about what God said. The kingdom of God is not in word. It, it says it's in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So you come to this side where it says, thanks be to God who always to this side where you are aware that you are surrounded and you're not alone. You come to this side where the Bible says our light afflictions are but for a moment. And you begin considering all these things from this perspective which is saying our light afflictions are for but a moment. And that problem, you start looking at it as a light affliction. And then the Bible says, but they work for us an eternal weight of glory. It's not saying when you go to heaven, it will work for you. It says the glory it is working for you will be of eternal value. You will not lose it. That's what it's trying to say. It means you are walking in faith. When you are there, there's a chasm. There's a chasm. There's a gap. Satan cannot cross from here to there. He doesn't understand that. He begins to lose. That's why he says in the book of Ephesians 6, above all, it's the most powerful weapon, taking up the shield of faith. Above all, taking up, can you imagine the Bible says, above all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you can quench the fiery dust of the enemy. I've never seen a shield that can quench, it's only faith. Faith is the only shield that can quench. It just doesn't protect, it zimias the neighbor, it quenches. Faith is not just for receiving. It's a weapon of warfare. It's a weapon of warfare. Praise God. Let us stand to our feet. It's a weapon of warfare. It puts Satan at sea. Satan is confused. I remember there was a story. There was a story. Of a man of God who used to have a heart problem when he was young. When he went to preach somewhere, the heart problem came again. They were accommodating him somewhere. He started feeling like what he was feeling when he was young, like the heart wants to come out of the chest. He said, Oh, okay, what's this? And then it became so bad that he thought he probably was bleeding inside. It, at night, and he started feeling like life was coming out of him. And then he felt a voice, like a thought, like, like a thought, saying to him, why don't you say your last prayer? This is probably the last time you are going to be alive. And then he said, he began to laugh. He said, when he was laughing, he was in pain. Ha, ha, ha. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Imagine you have a sick man who's laughing in your room. You can think, hey, young girl, I could blame <laughs> That's what you would think. But there's no, listen, there's no act of faith which does not look psycho. Why? Because faith speaks talks and does about things which are not as though they were. So in this realm, they don't make sense. So you want to Ha, ha, ha. 
was laughing. And he said, as I laughed, I felt strong. And then I heard, I heard a voice says, but why are you laughing? And then he says, no, because I'm not trying to get healed. I was healed 2,000 years ago on the cross. And then that voice, shh. That's how he got back into his body and he became healthy. But if he focused on what he was feeling, he would have been in Satan's zone. In Satan's zone. Wallowing with him. Yeah. I think I'm going to be Brothers and sisters, if we don't learn to walk by faith, we will not have victory over the enemy. It's, a, it's, it's one of the most important weapons of warfare because the Bible says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Faith manifests in what you say and what you do. There's a language that believers have. There's a video I watched saying how, how these old mamas do when... <laughs> when when you meet them. So there's this woman who was, who, who, who entered the, the lifter, entered the lifter, and she asks, where is this lifter? Is it going up or is it going down? And then the man says, it's going down. And then the woman starts saying, I'm not going, the woman says, I'm not going down in Jesus' name. I am, no, I mean the lifter is going, no, I refuse, I rebuke. He doesn't know what she was going through. He didn't want, she didn't want to hear that word. Even if it's the lifter, you say, Kataba. <laughs> hey. Shakada <laughs> brakadosh. You say you are trying to help your mind. Sometimes you need to be a little controversial. It's the only way things begin to work. Uh, this test that we are writing, I don't know. I just hope you all pass. Then you say, don't shout your lecture. You say in your... The devil is a liar. Don't worry, it's working. It's going to work. You see, there's a language. We are not exaggerating. And those who are new, maybe you just got born again, they evangelized you, they evangelized to you. There's a nomenclature of faith. That's why you need to find some friends who speak weird. I remember my friend, Apostle Fred, one time. We know I was chilled and relaxed. And there was this girl who was my friend. We sat down. I was talking to her. She was not like saved, saved. And then we sat down. That was 2012, 2013. So I sat and I was talking to her. How are you doing? And Apostle just reached there. Hey, how are you? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then the girl says, I'm feeling so sick. And then he says, you can't say that. You I'm just saying, Fred. <laughs> she did. No, 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 no. And he stopped me. <laughs> he stopped me and he went for her. Gospel, gospel, go. You need friends like that. Who tell you you can't talk like that? It's impossible. You're not going to talk like how do you how you, but how are you going to do this? You've got debt. Say, no. The Bible says we shall always lend and not borrow. Forget about that thing is sorted. It's sorted. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes by faith. Listen, God is watching you. God just doesn't watch you when you are sinning. 
Even when you are working righteousness, he watches you. Some of you are only conscious of God's eye when you are sinning. It's also a sinful nature to only be conscious of God watching you when you are sinning. Sometimes you need to start walking in your house and you are doing this. Then when your friend asks you, you Kruger, what are you doing? You say, I'm climbing the upstairs. <laughs> I'm climbing. I'm climbing the upstairs. <laughs> and you see, when you do that, when you do that, start saying, Ekrobosakita. Aparason teketeria. Ilubabakataya. Azigidigidi. There's, there's language and there's behavior. There's language and there's behavior. Sometimes when you are just among the single, single guys, you have struggled to get into relationships. You don't do it with those who are dating and those who are married. You'll be too weird. You now say, start saying to you and your friend, Shimpundu. Shimpundu. Ah. And all the brothers said, just between you and your brother, you call each other names. Are you listening to me? It's a language of faith. Satan and human beings don't understand it. University, I had a friend of mine. Every time we are going to write an exam, we tell each other to am pangamakin ki boy. It's a language of faith. No! No! It's a language of faith. And if, if, if your friend laughs at you, don't say, at, I'm walking up the upstairs. Remove him, say, I'm walking up my upstairs. Uh, you, you will see. You, you will see. Wafakako na reo kuinangu. In the next few minutes, I want you to begin making a heavy and bold confessions of faith. It's a language. It's a language. As you do it, God is understanding it. Your neighbor may not understand it. Remember, you are a man of faith. You are not supposed to make sense. <laughs> Some of you need to start signing contracts. What are you doing, my love? Tisain. Tisain a $15 million contract. Ah! God is watching you. God is watching you.